0: Was a good friend of mine Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today, filling in for Jeff Harding, who is away this week, is Michelle Graves. Michelle. Hi, Kyle. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Good. We don't often get to be on the radio together. What I know, a treat. it's true.
0: Yeah, it, well, it is a treat for both of us. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, Today's topic for our intro may not be a very popular one. Okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you drink diet soda?
1: Oh, I think you know I do.
0: (laughs) You're going to hate this one. I
1: know. You're
0: going to hate this one. Today, Michelle, I'm going to share 10 facts about diet soda that might make you finally stop drinking it.
1: Okay. I'd be surprised if I didn't already know them. But if you have, you know, a patch or something that could help me, that would be very beneficial.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I I found this article on The Daily Meal. It was written by Holly Van Hare. And she says, unfortunately, that it's probably worse for you than you think. That, those are her words. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that many people drink diet sodas. And the fact of the matter is, is that many people drink many diet sodas, right? That's pretty common.
1: Many per day or many over a lifetime.
0: Yes, to all of those <laughs> questions and all of the ones in between. Okay. Uh, a lot of people choose to drink a diet soda because they think that it's a healthier choice. But here's the deal. Yes, diet soda has zero calories or or very, very low calories depending on the situation. But the question here is, are those diminished calories worth it when you look at the long-term health benefits? Uh, Some of the things that can happen to your body can cause some immediate side effects when you're partaking of diet sodas, not to mention the long-term effects that may occur if you drink it every day. So again, Michelle, just I feel a little bit
1: targeted, but let's Uh, go. That's not intentional. No, (laughs) that's not intentional. I
0: just think there's uh, some interesting and and maybe helpful information that uh, you may find useful, and if not, maybe someone else will. Yes, I agree. I
1: agree. Let's go.
0: Let's jump right into them. I'm going to go pretty fast because there's several of them, and we have a great guest that we want to get to, but a couple of things right up, up front. Artificial sweeteners have been known to trigger painful headaches. Do you ever feel like you get unexplained headaches?
1: Only when I don't
0: have one. Okay. Well, that's probably the caffeine <laughs> talking there. But many diet sodas are sweetened with aspartame, uh, aspartame, however you say that. A lot, a of, lot of different ways that I've heard it pronounced. Uh, it is a controversial sweetener. They say that it tastes two hundred times sweeter than regular refined sugar, so it's very sweet. Some studies have linked that sweetener to headaches, suggesting that it might trigger some of that unexpected pain. Uh, here's here's one that I thought was really interesting. Diet soda drinkers are more likely to be depressed. So they did a survey. Listen to this survey. They did they did a survey of two hundred and sixty three thousand nine hundred and twenty five adults. So this is a significant survey. It's okay. not like they asked their three best friends, you know, there's a lot of people.
1: I'm starting to feel a little depressed already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In that survey, they they, they were looking at a lot of different things, but one of the things they looked at is the correlation between soda and depression, and the study suggested that consumption of soda, uh, diet soda in particular, was associated with an increased chance of depression and a clinical diagnosis of depression. They found, interestingly enough, that soda drinkers overall we 30% more likely to be depressed, but diet soda added another 22 percentage points of risk into the equation. And I want to clarify, correlation is not necessarily causation. Like I think that's important to understand, but there seemed to be a strong correlation there between drinking soda and depression. Something to consider.
1: Do they talk at all about quantity?
0: Um, in some of the studies, they talk specifically about quantity in uh, others uh, they didn't specifically mention that.
1: I'm just asking, because you, right? you know you know that a friend. vitamin brand called one a day? Uh-huh. That's kind of you know what I adhere to. So like <laughs> in day, the yeah. scope of things, how bad am I? We'll, yeah. we'll get some advice probably on that later in the show.
0: potentially, I yes, think that we may I think so let me run through a few of these okay. other things about diet soda that I thought were interesting. Diet soda drinkers have a tendency to have lower bone density. Uh, they did a study in two thousand six where they studied women who drank diet soda and they found that they had a significantly lower bone mineral density than those who abstained. And as we know, low bone mineral density can set you up for osteoporosis later on in life, so that's a consideration. They found that diet soda could potentially interfere with your natural gut bacteria. And we know how important a healthy gut is. Uh, Not only is it important for digestive comfort, But other aspects of your health as well are affected by gut bacteria. Some evidence suggests that healthy gut bacteria has an effect on your energy levels, your immunity, and even your mental health. So you want to have a healthy gut. Diet soda may disrupt things when it comes to a healthy gut. A study published in the journal Nature showed that artificial sweeteners may alter the type as well as the function of the bacteria in your gut microbiome. Additionally, aspartame or aspartame, however you want to pronounce that, uh, decreases the activity of certain enzymes in your gut. So something to consider as you're downing your diet soda every day or every other day or once a week or whatever it is. Um, They also found that drinking diet soda puts you at a higher risk for hypertension. So diet soda drinkers may be more likely to experience high blood pressure than those who avoid diet soda. According to a study conducted on adolescents. Frequent consumption of diet soda drinks were correlated with increased blood pressure. So there's some kind of some serious things here that we're talking about. Definitely, Right? It's a killer. Um, they say that drinking too much diet soda can be bad for your kidneys. This is according to the National Kidney Foundation. Diet soda could be bad news for your kidneys. They say one study showed that women who drank several diet sodas a day showed a significant decline in kidney function. And, hey, you want your kidneys to work.
1: It's like, kind of important. Yeah, we, we want our kidneys Slightly. to work. They filter
0: out the toxins from our bodies, so it's an important organ that we have. Uh, drinking too much diet soda could be a problem there. Um, listen to this one. This is talking about quantity as well, Michelle. Just one diet soda a day boosts your risk of a heart attack.
1: Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. So this is according to a study from
0: the University of Miami. Yeah, you're
1: speaking to me.
0: Yeah, regularly drinking diet soda can significantly escalate your risk of a heart attack, they say. Regular soda drinkers who opted for the sugary drink instead did not have as strong a risk. Uh, So I don't know if the lesson there is to drink sugary soda necessarily. Uh, I think water is a better choice, but something to consider. Well, quite
1: frankly, for me, the reason I drink... Um, diet is because I don't like the taste of sugary, the sugary substance, oh, because I do try to watch my sugars. Okay. And, and you know, it's interesting in nutrition trends, how really that, you know, those sweeteners took the place of sugar and now we're finding out they're so much There's, worse than the sugar itself. So it,
0: in a lot of ways that seems to be the case, right? I know a lot of people who actually don't like the artificial tastes of the, the artificial sweeteners, but they're drinking it because they think it's better for them or whatever. Yeah. I got two more things real quick. Then okay. we're going to get to our guest because yes. I know she's going to want to weigh in on this. Too much diet soda can give you brain damage. This is according oh, to a study. that's the problem. <laughs> this is according to a study from Boston University. Diet soda drinkers are up to three times more likely to develop Alzheimer's or dementia than people who don't drink diet soda Uh, You'd be better off loading up your diet with um, foods that can protect you from Alzheimer's and leave the sodas behind. Obviously, the last one in that same study, they found that diet soda increases your risk of stroke as well. So there's a lot of things going on there with your diet sodas. Um, Just things to consider, right?
1: Yeah, I'm either going to have to give it up or at some point jump off a bridge. I got you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like I didn't really convince you.
1: (laughs) No, no. I don't need convincing. I just need to stop. That was very good to hear. And I think it will help a lot of people. I mean, we have a problem with uh, soda in general. I think if we could get it out of our diets, we'd all be better off. I
0: think we all know. 100%. Like like you said, we, we all know some of these risks, whether we knew all of them or not. We know that maybe it's not good for us. We know that water is probably the best beverage for us. But, uh, yeah, it's out there. It's okay. definitely out there.
1: That is very informative. Thank you for sharing.
0: Today's guest, is, interestingly enough, is a registered dietitian. Christy Benton received her degree in dietetics and food administration from California State Long Beach. She currently provides her services at the Live Well Center at Dixie Regional. And uh, Christy, I wonder if you have any thoughts on some of those things that I just shared.
2: Oddly enough, I do. <laughs> I, um, I thought
0: you might. Yeah. I thought you would. What are
2: the chances? What are the chances? So sugar is just a really hot topic. And, and of course, if, if we downplay the intake of sugar people are going well what am i supposed to do if i need something sweet and of right. course we turn to the artificial sweeteners and there's always going to be uh, some controversy there's always going to be studies out there saying you know this is what Something's, we found yeah. when you consumed these numerous uh, artificial sweeteners that are out there um, but i think you came right to the right point at the very end of your conversation is that you know are there better choices out there and right. i think rather than looking at all the negative we want to go What's good? What am I? What would be the best hydrator? And of course, we want to turn to water and leave the sugar sweetened beverages alone. And if you're not a fan of the diet, leave them alone. No one's going to twist your arm. Um, but having said that, Kyle, you know everything that is, um, you know, generally recognized as safe, and aspartame has passed that test you know, it's in there and it will be okay to consume that. But there are certainly members of the population who are allergic or have um, other issues. The headache is very common. The taste that people don't like is very common. Um, And as we go forward, you're right, we may see trends in the impacts in our health as we consume more. You know, sometimes it's a little early. Having said that, you know, when you know great big headlines make news it's like oh my gosh i'm giving up my soda and i'm like you're going to have to go a little further before
0: <laughs> i give them up well and and you, you know your point is is right on and of course you know as we mentioned correlation is not necessarily causation so you know these studies come out and they're they're looking for things and they're finding a lot of correlations um it's it's worth noting that as you said uh, the fda is still approving these substances uh, and tell or if that changes um you know they're they're still there and and available um but it is interesting that they're you know every day we're finding new things and different studies find different things and of course different uh, you know additional studies contradict the studies that were just shown so there you know there's this whole jungle of health and wellness that we're trying to navigate through I think um,
1: another consideration is quantity I mean I think if absolutely. we look back on history years ago, People had a little four-ounce soda once in a while for a special occasion, right. and it wasn't a big deal. And now we're consuming liters, you know, right. every day. And and we can say that about all sugary and processed foods, and I'm sure you'll speak more on it. But I think maybe the concern, you know, has really become a quantity, quantity. issue instead of a safety. Uh,
2: Sometimes it's the dose that makes the poison. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And I think that could be true of anything, right? So today, Christy, we wanted to talk a little bit about added sugar. We talked about some of the uh, potential risks of artificial sweeteners. Now we want to just talk about what we all consider as the sweetener, uh, sugar, and specifically added sugars. Um, It's everywhere. Everywhere. So give us an idea of the sources of added sugar, and where do we find added sugar in our diets? Well,
2: if you look at what the sources are, generally speaking, we always think it's just table sugar. It's sucrose. It's what did the manufacturer add to the cookie, the sodas, um, the cakes, the ketchup, the yogurt, all these products (laughs) that we take for granted as, okay, I will put ketchup on my hamburger, but did it really need to have sugar added to it? And those are the ones that are, being uh, highlighted these days as do we really need these in the products we're consuming? You know, what would be the difference if I didn't put ketchup in or sugar in my ketchup? I don't know. I've not tasted a ketchup without some kind of sweetener. But they are getting a lot of attention. Um, Headlines, uh, you mentioned the sugar-sweetened beverages and and the fact that so many of our go-to foods, and I'm not necessarily pointing figures to anybody in this room, but a lot of folks' go-to foods are sugar laden snacks sure they are yeah and 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 high c or whatever I was like ding dongs and things <laughs> like this um and we're getting a lot of sugar if you look at the history sugar at one time was treated sort of like a very inexpensive uh herb or spice it wasn't common and then all of a sudden you're like know, I would hate to say it got to the U.S. and it just exploded, but it kind of looks like that. It hit the U.S. market, and our growth in sugary food intake just exploded in um, the latter part of the 20th century. It's kind of leveled off now, but fat was demonized. You know, we couldn't eat anything. We we
0: went through this real trend in the the Mm 80s-ish, in that decade there, where, you know, fat was just horrible, horrible, horrible. And so a lot of manufacturers of processed foods removed all that, that fat, which is kind of what makes things taste good.
2: Another one, And yeah. then they
0: replaced it with sweeteners Sugar. or with sugars, right? Or white flour. Yeah. Or, yeah. And so now we're trying to figure out the balance there of that. It seems like there's an adjustment that's trying to take place.
2: It, it has. We've... we've um... I don't know if it's just a general population observation, but as, as we just alluded to, at the end of the 20th century, fat was just downplayed. You could low-fat everything, fat-free this, fat-free that. And as we cleared most of the fats' names, not all of them, as you said, sugar rose in consumption. Yeah. And then the study started to come out with, what are we doing to our bodies with all of this sugar under... Normal consumption, and don't ask me what normal consumption. <laughs> that, was, that was my next question, Christy. Normal, you know, if if um a person were to consume, you know, put a little sugar on their cereal, and they had um they, they had a yogurt in the afternoon. I mean, these these are not going to hurt them. It's the folks who are eating sugar-coated cereal and their yogurt is laden with sugar and they have to drink high C and sugar-sweetened beverages because that's what they do and their snack foods are go-to. As I said, Hostess Cupcake, I'm sure it's like brand but all these sugar-laden or- foods, those folks are tipping the scales for the overabundance of sugar intake. And in those folks, we're going to see some effects. Normally speaking, probably not. Well, I think, too, one of the concerns is
1: that so much of the sugar is hidden in foods that most Americans deem healthy. You know, peanut butter and yogurt Mm -hmm. and things that you would just think are, um, you know, health foods are really laden with sugar. And that just accumulates in the consumption of then having a sugary snack for dessert and things like that.
2: People do get hooked on sugar and certainly... (laughs) That's their go-to treat, no matter what time of the day. Um, but you're right. It's that hidden sugar that seems to be the issue. Now, obviously, if you're eating sugar-coated cereal, it's not hidden. Yeah, no, It's in plain no, sight. I don't think
0: any of us are surprised that Twinkies have sugar in them or, or a cake I mean, or no. cookies, right? But there are a lot of things that do have added sugar that many of us would not be aware of. I think
1: you'd be surprised if you started reading labels how much sugar is the second or third ingredient in almost... There's a lot. lot, There's a A lot of the foods that we eat.
2: Creamers, I mean, we love our our flavored... Well, a lot of folks love their flavored coffees, but they don't grasp that that flavor is pretty much fat and sugar and some of these are are in you know 700 calories it's not the coffee the coffee has got no calories it's the stuff we added and i start my day with one of those and you've got several hundred calories of sugar right there
0: right on your first right on your your first first beverage of the day without Mm -hmm. even really realizing it right that's the hard part so What are some of the health consequences that come with too much added sugar?
2: Well, the biggest one seems to be the most, and I'm going to say the most obvious, is that overconsumption of sugar, if it leads to an overconsumption of calories, then it goes down the pathway to the extra weight. yeah, And so when we see the extra weight, then of course that leads to the increased cardiovascular risk, the increased risk for diabetes, the increased risk for certain cancers. So it's linked there to obesity, although those over uh, consumption of calories can come from anything. Right now we're seeing a lot of them come from sugars.
0: Yeah. And I mean, In theory, yes, they can come from anything. But most people are not consuming too many calories with their broccoli and their carrots.
2: Unfortunately, no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's it's, it's not in most cases. If you're getting too many calories, it's probably not from you know whole fruits and vegetables. It's the pound of broccoli I put away. From the cakes and the cookies and the treats and the drinks and the things that we are are consuming, right? Those
2: unconscious or conscious grabs that we make, we go in to get gas and guess what's sitting right there? Right. Giant cookies or, or sweet Donuts, rolls or whatever. whatever it is. And there's nothing like grabbing two or, or three putting them in there with your sugar-sweetened beverages as you dash out the door for your next family adventure. We don't think of putting something healthier in the car before we even get to the gas station, for example. And we could certainly take responsibility, you know, for ourselves and our family. If we did that, think ahead. And we've talked about this before. Plan ahead. Put the stuff in the car. Put the fruit in there. Put the veggies ready to go. Wrap, you know, wash them. Put them in baggies as opposed to, oh, look, it's a giant
0: Snickers Chiro. bar or whatever yeah, it is, exactly. right? Yeah, that's so true. Now you mentioned diabetes. That's mm-hmm. um, such a hot topic uh, today in in our society. A lot of people being do- diagnosed, especially with type two diabetes. That's that's connected to weight gain or whatever. In in your estimation and the way that you understand it, does sugar cause diabetes or is sugar like the the periphery? Part that it it leads to.
2: It's certainly a factor. And I'm going to come back to say that, you know, if you looked at a study and you overfed um, rats with sugar, they are not, it's not going to be the sugar that's causing the diabetes. It's that cause and effect. It is the adipose tissue, the extra fat resulting from the extra calories. We get insulin resistance, we get prediabetes, and it goes into type two. So again, it's, You know, I I don't want to bring it back to weight because that really isn't the topic. But in this case, it's that weight that seems to be related to the increased risk with, again, the cardiovascular issues, even the hypertension, um, the the brain issues that some people are feeling, uh, memories and so forth, and certainly the diabetes. It's so close to weight-related. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So we've talked a lot today about all the things that we need to avoid and the negative effects of including some of these substances in our diet from whether that's artificial sweeteners or sugar itself. Um, Back to Michelle's question. How do do we break the cycle? Like how do we get out of that cycle? What are things that we can do on a positive side that can have health benefits and help us avoid some of these substances?
2: Well, you know, I think we we talk about planning and that's one thing that's very key, but you're right about reading labels. You know, we, we, We like to think and and hope that our manufacturers are truthful in those labels and ingredients are listed, you know, certainly by weight predominance. What's going to happen is this added sugar, since it has been such a hot topic now, well, since the turn of the century, is going to be singled out on your labels. And if you've got a food label, and every food out there will, your added sugar, what did the manufacturer add to this product, is going to be singled out. And that's going to be very crucial for our consumers, for our public, if they would just pick it up and read the labels, do a little comparison shopping. Yeah. You know, yogurt's great, but if you've got 12 grams of added sugar and this one's only got two, I'm i I'm going over here.
1: <laughs> okay. So I have a quick question about that because I just did read those labels because I was buying um, some liquid yogurt for my daughter. And I got her the least amount of sugar because they have a lot of sugar in them. Mm-hmm. And she took one sip of it and she said, "Oh, I can't drink this." It definitely so tastes different. Do we just need to get used to it? Yes, as a population, that's what I think. Or yeah. is there anything? I mean, I guess she could put granola in it or a little
2: granola, a little fruit. A little you fruit. know, fruits are naturally sweet. And I, I hate that term, naturally sweet, but a fruit does not have added sugar unless the manufacturer added it in the manufacturing. So, fresh berries of any kind, fresh cut up fruit, fresh. cut up melon, add it to the yogurt, and you'll start getting that natural sweetness. But we really need to get rid of kind of that taste in our in our brain chemistry
1: that says everything has to taste sweet, right?
2: It's weird, but it comes back to survival. But that's a whole other topic. But um, <laughs> next episode, yeah, next episode, <laughs> you're not going to get rid of the sweetness on your tongue. I'm sorry, it's going to be there. But you're right; you can. Make better choices. You can enhance the choices that you make with flavors you enjoy. An example might be salsa, something like that, where you're picking up a hot spicy type of thing. And lead yourself away from the sugars. You can do this. And I'll tell you, um, people who have done this are happier. You'll be
0: glad that you they, did they
2: Yeah, they're, they're telling themselves they're happier.
0: Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure. Really appreciate your expertise. And uh, you've given us... A lot of things to consider and think about. Thank you so much. Thank you. Michelle.
1: Hi.
0: It's June. I know. It's, it's... time. It's time to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. Yes, if you're interested, there is no
1: better time. If
0: you're interested in competing, being a part of the games, now is the time. In fact, we've registered over 6,600 athletes so far, which is really, really good for this time of year. If you want to be a part of the games, it's very easy to do. All you have to do is visit seniorgames.net. You click on the register tab. The process is simple. It's fast. It's secure. And before you know it, you'll be ready to become one of our more than 11,000 athletes who will compete this year. The dates of the games are October 7th through the 19th for 2019. So put it on your calendar and be a part of it.
1: It's my first year to compete. I'm very excited.
0: I know. It's exciting. So... Uh, Be like Michelle and register and be a part of the games this year. Remember also to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Our inspirational quote comes from the great American poet Walt Whitman. Michelle, he said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and the shadows will fall behind you. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye-bye.